we are celebrating Valentine's Day this week. And millions of people will be looking for that special someone to share the holiday with. Welcome back to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Briggs. Finding a sweetheart, especially around the holidays, can be incredibly stressful. Millions of people have turned to dating apps in order to find their perfect match. I sat down with Marissa Sines, who is a health education coordinator at the Colvin Center, to talk about the advantages and dangers of online dating and also the origin of dating websites. Here is my interview with Marissa Sines on this week's Inside OSU podcast. I would define online dating as a space that you can use either on the internet, through apps on your phone, um, but it's just a way to meet new people in such a wide variety of different ways. Um, That could be through Tinder where you're swiping back and forth, seeing different people. Um, That could be just chatting with individuals that you don't know, Um, but it's just a, a different way to actually get to know new people and maybe even find a potential suitor. So you talked about, you know, there's the apps and the website. So how have you seen like online dating evolve this I'm really excited about this one I I did some research on this Um, so we're gonna go all the way back to 1685 um, which is kind of crazy because obviously there weren't any like computers or anything in that sort back in that day but Gutenberg he's also the father of modern printing um, he actually published the first known personal ad in a British agriculture journal and so he would like state their age what their intentions were when they met a potential suitor Um, so that was like the first kind of thing that we saw that would technically be like online dating just in a magazine um so then back into 1870 the first newspaper for singles it was called the matrimonial news um that was published in 1870 men actually had to pay 25 cents um to place an ad that's going to be about four dollars and fifty cents now um but women actually just got to post for free um and there were no fewer than 20 similar publications around the world which is crazy um but then in 1965 a harvard student his name was jeff tar he co founded Operation Match, and it was used by more than a million daters in the 1960s. Um, So with increased interest in dating sites, New York City's first computer dating service, um, it was called TACT, that also opened in that time. So flash forward all the way to 2004, 40 years after Operation Match, Harvard students launched what is now um, OkCupid. Um, So they found that frequent tweeters had shorter relationships with others in that time. But then in 2012, they found out that the predictors of relationships um, all of that didn't really define success in a relationship. So if you were tweeting more like that didn't really matter whether or not (laughs) you were actually going to have a long-term relationship. Um, But then back in the 1990s to the 2000s, so that's when online dating actually took off. Um, So we had kiss.com, match.com, eHarmony, plenty of fish, um, Christian Mingle, chemistry.com, aim, and even friend finder. Those were all founded during that time. So that, that was when online dating actually really evolved into something that was way bigger than anybody ever anticipated. So from 2003 to 2010, we came out with MySpace. Um, So that was actually the most popular social network, and it was really wildly used to connect with others outside of your city or your town, and that was the first time that anybody had actually been able to do that. Um, So then in 2005, I thought this was super interesting. PayPal employees dreamt up a video dating site, and they called it TuneIn Hookup. Um, It was actually supposed to be a photo voting site, kind of like we have Tinder now, but it was actually just supposed to be with videos. 
videos. So you'd be able to swipe kind of like hot or not, but it would just be videos of, of people. And um, they ended up just scrapping the idea and now we have YouTube. But in today's world, mobile devices feel almost incomplete without having um, at least a few dating apps. But now online dating is the second most common um, for couples to meet. The first one is obviously meeting through friends. That's just insane, especially you talked about with Gutenberg in the printing press to now we have all these online platforms and I think it's so interesting I mean YouTube of all things right. you know that's just insane so I think it's really interesting especially back then and now there's a concern with meeting someone you know from a printed article or even online if they're a legitimate person or some would call them you know a catfish so what are signs that people can look for to know if they're getting catfished so the first thing that you can really tell is if you've been talking to someone for, let's say, a couple of weeks um, and you're like, hey, I really want to hear your voice. I want to talk to you. Like, can we have a phone call or a FaceTime? If they are reluctant to having a phone call or a FaceTime, I would be very weary and cautious um, with continuing to talk to this person. If they don't have many followers or friends, that can also be a sign of a catfish. I'm not saying that, you know, if they have like five followers, like some people are more reserved than others and that is like completely okay. We definitely encourage that um, especially in today's society where your whole life is on the internet but if there if it's if something doesn't feel right and if you look at it and you're like okay they have like one friend that is not even like an actual account then that might be a little suspicious as well um, if their story doesn't add up so if one day they say you know they're from California and then the next day they're saying they're from Virginia and you're like uh, like you're not actually telling me the same story again another um, another sign that it could be a catfish um, if they're using someone else's photo you can actually do a photo reverse on Google which um, I have used before when I was in the single world um, and found someone that was being a catfish and it was it's crazy like obviously the conversation didn't go more than like two minutes but <laughs> but if they are using someone else's photo that is definitely a telltale sign that they are probably a catfish if their photos are only professional I say this because LinkedIn great great platform to use professional photos Facebook great um when they're using it on a dating site, they're like, you're not trying to find a job on Hinge or t uh, Tinder. Like you're trying to find a relationship or someone to have fun with. Um, so if they're reluctant to even meet in real life as well, that can definitely be a telltale sign. If they ask you for money, I'm going to say this, please don't give anybody money. <laughs> Do not wire them any money. Do not give out your PayPal, your Venmo, your Cash App. Just if they're asking for money, they it's more than likely they're a catfish. Um, and if just something feels off, follow your intuition, follow your gut. Um, if your stomach is like, okay, well, don't really feel good about this, follow that intuition because it will always lead you in the right path. Let's say we've gone through all the steps to ensure someone's not a catfish, you know, the Google photo reverse and everything. So if you're meeting someone for the first time, especially off an online platform, what are some like safety guidelines you should go by or what's some advice you would give someone? Definitely. Um, don't ever go to their house. Um, do not ever let them come to your house. Um, if you do want to meet for the first, second, third time, go to like a coffee shop. Put your friend, find my friends on because your friends will need to know where you are. And um, when I was a freshman in college, I always called my mom when I was going anywhere. And I'm like, hey, I'm going here. If I don't, if you don't hear back from me in like two to three hours, like, please like either call me if you don't call me call the police <laughs> this is where I will be this is who I'm going with um and always just always be in an open um and populated area whenever you're going on a first time date with somebody that you 
you don't know and even bring your friends along maybe you could do like a group date as well and be like hey I have a friend that is also in a relationship like let's go on a double date so that way everybody knows where you are your bases are accounted for and you can be as safe as possible speaking on the topic of keeping everyone safe you know we are still in the COVID world it's still 2021 and we're still facing COVID and social events and dating kind of took a halt. Those online dating platforms really just kind of skyrocketed. But like we talk about when we meet people for the first time, especially in person, talking in terms of keeping yourself safe from COVID, what is some advice you would give someone? Definitely. So we always want to stay with the CDC guidelines, always stay six feet apart from if you are going to, I know restaurants and bars and different movie theaters are opening up again, which I think is awesome. But at the same time, we do want to be safe. So always stay six feet apart, wear your mask at all times, unless obviously you are sitting at a restaurant and you can take your mask off when you get to your table, but always sanitize. Um, (laughs) I use the 90% alcohol, highly recommend that, put it in a little spray bottle and you're good to go. Um, But I think there are also so many different things that you can do that are going to be safer than going to a restaurant or a bar or a movie. Um, We, when I was dating my boyfriend when I was a sophomore in college, we would go to Boomer Lake um, and just walk around Boomer Lake together when at the least populated time. Um, And so that was, that's always a great way. You're getting exercise, you're getting outside and you get to meet someone um, in a different way than just sitting at a busy restaurant. To kind of go back on the point when we talked about, you know, taking out the ads and everything and, you know, that's widely publicated. Fast forward to today's online dating platforms there's limitless options just at the touch of your finger you know swiping left or right so in that case having all those limitless options do you think that's it advantage or a disadvantage? Yeah, so we definitely have three different categories of advantages and disadvantages. Um, We have in terms of access, matching, and communication. Um, So in terms of access, the pros are online dating is going to allow an individual to have access to so many more potential partners um, than they could just, you know, meeting through mutual friends in their daily life. So this is especially true for individuals that are interested in maybe a particular type, orientation, lifestyle, or even if they're in an isolated area. Um, The advantages are just there so many options throughout the the world. The cons of that, though, is since there are so many choices, it can get really overwhelming and confusing when you're talking to so many different people. Um, And without a clear plan, um, online daters can really get stuck endlessly swiping left or right. Um, And they're trying to find that perfect match, the perfect person that that they want to find in in reality. We're not always going to find that perfect person that checks every single one of our boxes as that would be great. Um, We do have to kind of give and take um, for a little bit of our expectations. Um, And that can actually hinder from starting um, a satisfying relationship. So in terms of matching the pros, so many online dating sites offer various types of personality testing um, and matching. So we see that in the analytics of every app that we use. We see that in TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, like everything that we use has analytics. Um, And this can help guide individuals towards dating partners who are more compatible to them. But on the other side of that, it is a difficult process and may not be accurate for every single person. Um, So many people may present differently in person or change over time. So we just don't know based on one single picture or one bio. um, We don't know how that person actually acts, reacts, behaves, how they are. We don't know any of their mannerisms. 
Um, and in terms of communication, online communication allows for a safe and convenient interaction without that risk um, or time commitment or even relationship commitment. You can just kind of talk to them. And if you don't like them, say, hey, sorry, got to go. Not really feeling it. But for the busy professional or the safety conscious, such communication is an excellent way um, to kind of test potential partners and to see whether or not they would be a good fit. Um, but on, again, on the other side of that, communication through online dating kind of lacks some of the information that can be provided in face-to-face face contact. And when we talk about communication, especially online, we've known this since the beginning of social media where people could just kind of hide behind a screen. And I've had instances where friends have spoken to this great guy they met on social media or so they seem, but then they go out with them and it's just dry. It's just absolutely dry. And they're like, what the heck? He was so funny when he was texting me. And I was like, but have you ever called him? You know, like, have you tried that? So yeah. And FaceTime is a great option too, like the Zoom calls and everything. But you have to have that face-to-face interaction just to be able to see like, maybe, I don't know, maybe you have like a weird pet peeve and they like do your pet peeve while you're talking or something. Like You don't know how people act. You don't know how people work behind a screen. And while researching for this podcast, I found this article on uh, Axios.com. So it was talking about, you know, the largest user group of dating apps is ages 18 to 24. So prime college age. And in fact, the article, they did a poll and these individuals listed their top five reasonings for using dating apps. And I was actually pretty surprised by this. So the number one was actually for curiosity. And then the second one was for entertainment. What are your thoughts on these kind of statistics? Definitely. I 100% agree with that. Um, I think 18 to 24, you're still trying to find out who you are. You're still trying to find out what you want in a relationship, what you want in a partner, if you even want a relationship or a partner. Um, But I do think that with the entertainment purposes, that does come with maturity and it comes with age. Um, We've all been 18 at one time and we all know that it does come with maturity. And I feel like once you are getting into either the end of your college career or you're getting a little bit older, you almost sometimes want that, like, I want to settle down. I want to find someone. And if that's not for everybody, that is totally okay. I have a cousin and she is living her best life, um, just being a a boss babe. And, And she's doing realty and she's just all over the place doing awesome. So again, it's, it's your own preference. If I think entertainment is, is definitely those statistics hit the nail on the head for sure. And when you were talking about people who actually are looking for relationships and it comes from maturity. So do you think dating apps could be beneficial to individuals who are looking for a relationship? Uh, For sure. Um, Actually, this is really cool. My cousin um, actually married my cousin-in-law, but they met on Christian Mingle. Um, And so now they have been married. They have two children. Um, One of our employees, uh, he actually uh, met his boyfriend through um, a dating app. And so, so many, it's, it, it is possible to have great relationships and strong relationships through dating apps. Um, but you, again, just have to find that person that's wanting the same things as you are. I'm not going to name names, but I do have a friend. She actually met her now fiance through Tinder and she was sharing their story. It was so funny on Twitter. Cause some people are like, you, you're not going to find your soulmate in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And she was like, I did. Here's the proof. So we talked about these successful relationships, you know, but how often do you think these relationships are successful versus the ones that aren't? I mean, we even see it on The Bachelor. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't say that's like online dating, but they do kind of meet the person through just kind of television and that kind of stuff. But um, 
I it does happen probably not maybe more now it does happen more frequently now than it used to when the dating apps first came out I think people are now actually starting to use them for an actual relationship and for purposes that are gonna benefit them in the long run rather than just for entertainment purposes um but you know at this point, I think that it is more wildly popular for relationships to actually work and be fruitful and strong um, rather than it would be when they first came out back in, you know, the 2000s. I want to thank Marissa for speaking about online dating and how to remain safe on dates in the COVID environment. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm Kelsey Briggs. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Have a happy Valentine's Day, and as always, go Pokes!